bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. your hosts, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. What's happening stay at home party people? It's Saturday night in the Mile High City. Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Why not? Another edition of the Modern Eater Show goes on uh, here with you tonight. Greg Hollenbach and Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Shannon Scott, back at the uh, iHeart Studios holding it down for us. And uh, Zach Johnston in studio with us, the Spice Guy. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And then I think Little Rich Schneider's on the phone. I am here, brother. <laughs> Look at we're, we're here. And uh, I, it's going to be a good show for you tonight. Some spirited uh, discussion of, around a, a few things, mostly business and money. And, of course, restaurants right in the middle of it as we embark on day 34, guys, out of 57 uh, dining rooms and bars have been shut down on the inside. And 24 days to go until they uh, reopen, which is the May 11th target date. 24 days of shelter in place. You've been under house arrest for 24 days, Little Rich. Have you now? Rich, you, uh, Little Rich. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, that I'm here. You I'm better here. get better at that, man. <laughs> you know, have a conversation. I, I got to say, I, I stayed home today. I'm looking way too much like the Geico caveman. Way. Really? <laughs> Everybody needs a haircut right now. And uh, although, Zach Johnson, you're looking good, my friend. Looking Today's good. the first day that I've gotten actually dressed yeah, since this started. Show I've been working in the warehouse <laughs> every day. There's no reason to put on clothes to have them covered in flour. I know, I know. Guys, did you see it today? Blue Angels, flyover. Thunderbirds, bro. It's the Thunderbirds? It's different. It is. That's yeah. what they were? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Sure. Blue Angels are stunt guys. Are you sure? Or... Yeah, I don't. I don't get stuff like that because I'm up in Evergreen, you know. Jay, uh, Jay, did you see it? Is anybody here with me? To little I'm Rich, did you I see can't it? really with I'm this here. headset I'm on. Here. I can only hear in one side, and then I can't even hear Little oh, Rich. No. So I'm a little bit. Uh, oh, you're out of the loop. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, Jay. Jay didn't see the airplanes. In How the about sky. you, Little Rich? You know, I was listening and kind of watching, but uh, not a nothing out here. Take a look at that. I thought the flyover today was for uh, honoring those on the right when it came overhead. It was on Spear and Eighth Avenue before you'd get on the Sixth Avenue Highway. There, it did happen. It's it just happen. you're talking yeah. about. We're right, talking right. about two different well, groups. I know, I know, I know. That's why I'm trying to Google it right now. In Elite the, pilot. That's who it was. Pilots. I'm looking. And it so up. this is interesting because I did not hear anything about this. Was this? published well so they were flying over the the thunderbirds or thundercats were flying over because they were doing the graduation ceremony uh, in colorado springs for the air force academy um and so part of their loop they just said hey we're already in the air let's fly over hospitals in boulder westminster golden denver couple other places well now let me ask what did that look like today did did you see did they have a thunderbirds graduation? no did they have a graduation i didn't down? see the graduation at all i just saw the airplanes because you know what this is a little off topic but the fact that i one of the things our kids that are seniors right now this year the graduating class of seniors they will have a different life i've been do, reading all this the different research that people are talking about because 
they'll never have that connection. They'll never have that like finalization, that finale of what school is. And so they're going to grow up completely different and, and potentially yearning for something. And it's sad because we don't understand all the different ways that so many people. <laughs> I didn't know you'd go that direction. Well, the direction I was going to go is um, that jet fuel is expensive. It's really expensive. <laughs> That's a lot of government funds uh, blown into the air, no? Ooh, so you okay? He wants right. to get on the hot. No, hot no. Listen, tonight. I just know a couple of businesses that could have used that money, or or if you if it's to honor the the frontline workers, and and I I understand it was for a completely different purpose, right? But why not say we're gonna do something special this year? We're not going to have the flyover because just like you said, a lot of grad graduations don't resemble. Yeah, the graduation anything, yeah. you think it would. Why not use that money to spend and give it to a restaurant to feed frontline workers, hospital workers, seniors in high school? Yeah, that well, don't get a prom. Yeah. You, you probably didn't go to prom either, though. <laughs> Me, I did go to prom. Two, three proms. What was his name? <laughs> three proms. Uh, Zach Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> it was Zach. You, you want to go back to the high school days, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That was just a point. A lot of money talk this past week, right? Tons of it. I think that's all I've seen is money talk. Well, I think it's get, it's getting very real for so many people. And I mean, the, the closures of businesses, the the foreclosures, because I'll tell you, I've seen people put, put businesses on the market already. I've seen people selling their property. I was having a talk with Jared Leonard today about the fact that, you know, unfortunately, there are people who are having to liquidate some of their toys um, because they need cash. So and Sarah so Metz, I'd love to see doctors. Uh, Sarah Metz joins us on the stream. She says it was to honor essential workers. I don't know, doctor, what do you think? Maybe put that on hold just for this one year as we see a lot of people with small businesses suffering right now and and uh, taking that money and, and maybe giving it towards the restaurant and uh, having them feed those uh, essential workers or, or something to that effect? I don't know. It just seems a little too flashy during times like there shouldn't be any flash, right? Like, what's to celebrate in that sense, especially with the money, um, the money talk that's been happening this week? SBA and PPP, PPP uh, drained out. Yeah, the yeah, lack out. of money even. Yeah, and I'd like to just play this little news piece right here and give you a taste of um, this is from Fox Business. Giving it today. towards the restaurant. Here's what they said. And, towards uh, the, they Come on, Greg, you know better. A than that. surge of these PPP applications from hedge funds, financial advisors, law firms, and other high-end businesses. A surge. Uh, these these uh, these companies can qualify for the program, even though the spirit of the small business loan lending plan, you know, is aimed at salons and factories and the people that we have on, who are really not getting access to it. Um, the interesting thing is, Liz, uh, my banking source is uh, is an executive who runs a mid-sized bank. Uh, he spoke to me on the on the condition of anonymity, and he spoke to me about this because he's really worried that when this is when we get out of the when, when the lockdowns end, uh, that there's going to be Occupy Wall Street on steroids because of this. Uh, he told me that he's that he and some other banks have decided not to process some of the loans from these outfits arguing that these are companies, for example, hedge funds, their fees are down, but they're still making money. Remember that, they're still bringing in fees. Brokers, brokerage teams, private private financial advisors that are applying for this stuff still get some, still get fees from clients. Law firms, guess what? They get fees too. And but, so what the, what the banks are saying, some of these banks are saying, no, we're not gonna process your loans. Others obviously have. 
And that's the problem we have here, Liz. They process the, the loans of some of these outfits. They, um, some of these outfits uh, obviously took money away from all the people that we hear from day in and day out, small, legitimate small businesses, mom and pops. Uh, not only that, clean, people that run cleaning services, they can't get the money. And these brokers and financial advisors and hedge fund guys are applying and are getting the money. Like I said, some banks, I, I know of one banker, you know the guy, he spoke so to me on the condition going? of anonymity. We could talk offline who he is and what exact and, and some of the other things he said, but he's he is not processing those loans. We should point out that the Treasury Department so, had no comment on this. Okay, you you said Brian, where do you go with that? So, uh, a couple of things popped out. We'll just go around the table here. Number one, uh, I don't think people it, it hasn't resonated yet when to see the carnage of small businesses. No, no businesses have reopened yet, but when we reopen and we knock the, the cobwebs off the doors and start to see which small businesses are going to make it, you're going to see a lot of empty places, right? And right. I don't think that that's really set up yet. So your favorite dry cleaner, your favorite corner store, there's a great chance that they're not going to be there. Um, your favorite restaurant, and that's in particular uh, what we're talking about here is the restaurant business. But let's just do a round robin around the table. I think about 20% of businesses off the bottom will just go away altogether, small business. Zach? You are you looking for a percentage? Yeah. I think less. I think 10% of overall businesses. I, don't, I think there's a lot of people that are operating still. Uh, we, we, You and I spoke about dry cleaners as an example earlier. Uh, to me, I don't know all the ins and outs of a dry cleaning business, but it seems like one that would be easy to put to sleep, lay off all of your employees, close the doors, you're not paying for chemicals. You're not paying for really anything. Except rent. It, rent. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's probably something that can be overcome. I think you can negotiate your way out of that. So I don't think a, I don't think a lot of 20% of businesses are going to close because they have to pay one month of rent. It's, it's interesting because I, I, I mean, we're – what's interesting is the three of us sitting in, and I think we're all three in much different places because I, I think it's going to be higher. Really? Yeah. And, and the only reason I, I think it's going to be higher, Zach, is because I think that there were a lot of businesses that were unstable already. And, sure. and you know, one of my biggest concerns is could they do some type of, type of litmus test as they were giving the money out? You know, one of the things that I was really disappointed, right at the beginning when this whole thing started, I read a, a article that said these are 20, 21 restaurants that are big names that we grew up with that will not make it through this. And one of them in particular that was on there that resonates with me is Potbelly Sandwich Company. It was on that list. And what's interesting is Potbelly is owned by the Ruth Chris Group. Mm -hmm. The Ruth Chris Group got $20 million. And if they got anything for Potbelly that they were already winding down. And that was what, what I found very interesting in this article is, is the article gave details of how many restaurants that they had closed over the last couple of years. Interesting. And where they were already re you know, sort of consolidating their business already. And and that's someone who got like 20 million. And how, how does that happen? And I think that that's, you know, what one of the things that I just heard from what we were listening to is, is that the money has been going to the wrong place. It's been going to bigger businesses. Or has as it? Opposed, okay, so yeah. let, let, let's dig in with that. And Little Rich, definitely want your comment. My thoughts fleeting right now. Um, so 
small business, how many people have a relationship with their banker? How many resources do you have? Let's just look at this in practical sense uh, of just what a small business does on a daily basis. We were using uh, a cleaner. We can use just a cleaning service, what have you. Uh, a lot of times those folks barely do business with a bank. <laughs> you know, they put their deposits in. They run a very small um, volume business. With that being said, how many businesses do you know of? And, and let's just go around the table. Have the resources to reach out to your banker, to talk to them. Not only that, to know the right things to say, to know what paperwork that they need to get. We have been told that it's those folks who got to the dance the quickest. Those are very resourceful people that have probably been in business for a while. I'm talking about the small businesses right now that have little resources, that have no money, that are going to probably close the doors. Do we care? I think we have to. Were they going to close in three months anyways? Little Rich? Yeah. Well, you know, as this was unfolding, um, as you know, I'm involved in two businesses. And we've always uh, always held a very close business uh, relationship with our banker and that he's down there every month, every couple months, seeing what we're doing. And something I learned a long time ago from our old banker at a previous bank. And and, uh, keep in mind, he was very uh, he was very skeptical of bankers, yet he was a banker. And he was always like, you know, bankers typically they'll only loan you an umbrella when it's sunny outside. If you wait till the rain, they're not going to help you. And so, and, and what he was meaning is like, if you wait to, uh, for example, expand, increase your line of credit when you need it, they're probably not going to give it to you. You need to be doing those things proactively when you're at your peak of financial health. And uh, so yeah, people only uh, how does that re- when you don't need it, right? What, yeah, exactly. what can you push across the table for them? Sure. So, exactly. I, I mean, how many how many people really just uh, on the and, and let's let's talk about maybe um, folks that uh, English isn't their first language or have here for oh, a small yeah. period of time or uh, you know let's face it the beginning of your business career, Rich, your resources were a lot less than they are right now and probably your financial footing was you know next to nothing. Those are the types oh, yeah. of people right now that there was no money allocate to make sure. Zach, what were you telling me today about the airline business versus restaurant business? Well, just like some figures that I saw, and I didn't do much fact-checking on this, but I saw that the, the airline industry employs about 750,000 people across the country, and the restaurant industry employs about 11 million workers and those are all documented workers and let's be honest there's probably an additional 40 to 60 percent of undocumented workers in that so call it 15 million and the rest or the airline industry got 25 billion as a bailout on a corporate level for the industry as a whole reserved reserved just for only for the airline industry 25 billion and the restaurant industry for just the restaurant industry got zero that makes sense yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, here it is, $350 billion already uh, ob- absorbed into uh, so- so-called small businesses, and, and we've seen where that's gone. Um, a lot of people shaking their heads, and, and you know, you look online, you, you can kind of see who's gotten funding and who hasn't gotten funding. 
I've been saying this over and over again. Anytime you infuse $2 trillion into an economy where there wasn't an exchange for services or product, um, you're going to be in big, big trouble because that money is just floating out there um, ready to be spent. There's not enough product out there for that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. Another $250 billion with a B dollar uh, infusion of funds into the economy. I'm not so sure it's going to help unless it goes to the right place. <laughs> and well, but they're trying to get that. Remember, well, that's a request. I, I would ask, you know, to go on in, in the direction of. Oh, shoot. It's way, way past the break. Oh. <laughs> no, it's OK. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, no, no, please. Let's take a break. We'll come back. OK, let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to consider we're going to finish up with this. Then I want to get into some agricultural stuff. Uh, it, it's heartbreaking to see some of these farms and and uh, ranches that are just desperate for uh, a pipeline to get their food to market and to see, uh, you know, fields get tilled over because it's uh, less expensive to do that than to actually bring that food into markets. It's just heartbreaking. It, it truly is, especially when there are folks out there uh, with all the food insecurity that, that uh, is seen. And um, let's take that break. We'll come back. The Modern Eater continues. Through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Modern Eater family, it's Little Rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert too by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374 for the best and most reliable insurance coverage. That's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from the Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At the Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Okay, I thought it was Aspen, Aspen Baking. Apologize for that. Hey, Shannon, just take us back to the show. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back at it from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Jake Parker, Brian Freeman. Little Rich Schneider on the phone, Zach Johnston here with us, a spirited conversation, just trying to work our way through this because there's really no rhyme or reason ups and down. But I'll tell you, on a federal level, number one, if you're going to trust the government and big banking to do the right thing with uh, allocated funds, you're just nuts. I mean, it, oh, it, it's just not going to happen. Come on, man. I mean, if that's where you're at, it's just like if you it, let you me know, roll up my sleeves for that one. You, come on now. You uh, can do uh, hope uh, and uh, another thing in another hand. You can 
figure out which one weighs more. Folks that want to join in and already there, Howard, we'll get to your call in a minute. 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. And folks chiming in on Facebook, Travis Smith. Uh, Chef Travis says, it's not good to be the little guy that didn't get the funding. That's us at Bistro Colorado. I do see some logic in getting the funding to larger restaurant groups like Shake Shack. I don't, uh, Travis. And here's why. First of all, I, I believe in capitalism to the fullest, and I believe the survival of the fittest, especially when it comes to business. But I think that there are different levels of business prowess. Uh, you have a lot more resources if you're Shake Shack or a group like that. Um, to think for one second that the little teeny guy uh, is going to have the same footing in order to get to their banker or get to uh, get that paperwork filled out as quickly as possible and and not juggle all, uh, all the other things that they need to. They have departments that handle things like that uh, with with um, restaurant groups like that. Well, and, and go deeper into that, Greg, because the reality is, is half of the time they're not even doing it right in the first place, thinking about things like sustainability, thinking about things that they give back at a bigger level to like their employees and to the planet. And that's, that's one thing that where it gets me with some of the big businesses, they don't have even an understanding of sustainability. And that's what we all need to be thinking about even more so today than ever. Travis continues by funding them. The banks have done a lot for their employees with those groups that are affected from a banker standpoint. It may seem logical that they could impact a greater number of employees at a large business like Ruth's Chris. All I heard you say, Chef Travis, was uh, the bankers are being lazy, <laughs> that they want to get that product pushed through in the most uh, in a way that's going to be the easiest to expedite it and and utilize those funds as quickly as possible. That to me is a loss. That to me is a complete loss. Can I ask you something? Sure. If you're the bank and for, first of all, do you think that Ruth's Chris is going to use that money as a PPP loan or as a 1% interest loan and it will be the cheapest money they've ever bought? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're the bank, would you rather take the 1% or the 0%? All right. Uh, caller online, Howard, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. Well, thanks. Thank you very much for having me. Hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and working remotely. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of up, upset, pissed off, not seeing. We have got a lot of friends and family in the, in, in the service industry and, and small business restaurants that are uh, suffering and late to the dance and, and, and caught with their pants down. And I think we're going to see a, a lot of them go away. So, Howard, I, well, I happen of, to be sitting outside of a local restaurant, and uh, I, I've been ordering. My wife and I have been ordering for a lot of nights we're supporting our local businesses but I, I love your comment about um the banks and how things are are acting yes you absolutely if you're a business person you have to have a relationship with your banker it's not go in make a deposit go in make a withdrawal make some checks whatever you've, you've got to have a relationship with your banker um that's one of the first things i learned it's a community bank. I also was taught, you know, stay local. I use a community bank. It's based in Colorado. Are you with me still? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of silent. Um, thanks for letting me speak. Um, yes. So use a community bank. We, we were very proactive. We put our application in. But I'm very surprised that there was no – typically when you apply for a loan, you show financials, a, a balance sheet cash statement of cash flows a PL, just those types of things and just not stated numbers 
on a form. And I agree with you that the businesses that sustain and still operate, like brokers and uh, those places that just earn fees, it's all wire money anyway. Um, I agree. They, they, they should have had to go through a process to qualify. We did a forecast. How long can we stay in business? Worst case scenario. And that analysis said that if we had to close, we're essential. I'm, uh, I own a home services business, a mechanical company. And we're essential. We work it and we take care of things. But if we were to have to stop and shut our doors, we'd be dead by the end of July. But we also ran a probable and a best case. And I can't believe that the banks didn't ask for any of that. So you got funded. I got funded, and I'm not looking at it as a 1% loan. Hell, if it turns into a loan... How long have you been in business been for, Howard? 11 and a half years with my own company, but in uh, the industry in Denver for 36. Yeah, so let's yeah. go back. Congratulations, to, to, by the way. To, to, yeah, this, this is a great story. So, t- Howard, go, let's, let's jump back 10 years. You one year in business. Would you be able to qualify for a loan of any sort without the, this madness with the coronavirus and, and uh, the, the CARES Act? Absolutely. Just based on my own creditworthiness, if I hear the question right. Okay, yeah, okay great. So, so 10 years ago, how were your resources? Were they as vast as they are right now? Your know-how, your ability, your network, when you first started uh, out as a business person? I learned a lot of things the hard way. So, no. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, we, you know, what I'm saying is is the small, uh, the, the most basic, the most essential, the, the heart of Main Street, of small business, it probably the, the, the litmus test for me would have been if you couldn't uh, qualify for a small business loan with your own personal credit or your business standing, that those are the people that I want to get funded. <laughs> Truly. Those Absolute. are the folks that I oh. want to see well, yeah, get the money. That, I, and and, 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 and hear me out, because if, if you can qualify for a loan right now at, at whatever interest, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to make sure people are getting that money for the right reasons. Because I think a lot of people could still survive with their business. And they're pivoting. There's people making money right now out there. People pivoted their businesses, they're making money, and they're still qualifying for these uh, SBAs and PPPs. And, and honestly, they're going to take the money whether they need it or not. I'm looking out, and, and again, nobody really <laughs> sees the carnage yet. Yeah, you well, have and that small is, business has not opened. The, the result of that, and I agree with you 100%, and I cry foul with that also, but 100% of the reason is nobody had to show any financials. I, yeah, I did have to show financials to... in my PPP loan. I don't. You... Yeah, see, I think you were lucky because I think it, it just depends um, because I heard other people that were actually getting turned down because they had to show some financials. I, I love where and this conversation is going. I'd really like to get the, into it. Maybe the reason for that is my bank already had my financials and didn't have to ask me for them and submitted them on my behalf. They were very swift. But I bet the bank doesn't work that way. the fact that I needed it. Well, I, I, he could be, though, what he's saying, though, could be spot on just because if you are working with a smaller community bank, they're more in touch with you. You're having quarterly meetings. Howard, with them, thanks probably, for the call. Howard. Um, uh, yeah. let, let's do this. Let's break off. I think that there is more to talk about. Little Rich, do you have anything to, to um, talk about as we end this segment? Oh, let's go to the, the other side because, yes, I do.
Okay, great. <laughs> All right, cool. Now it's starting to get into it. 303 talk 303 If you want to chime in on the Facebook stream, do that too. We'll read your comment. I'm not happy with this. I'm just, I'm, I, I really think the, the, it was a big miss with the first round. And the first round of $350 billion with a B, I, it drives me crazy to think that Main Street is getting boned again. Drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, but that's just an unfortunate truth and, to the and, way capital. I mean, listen, if we want to participate as capitalists, that's what it's about. It is not about capitalism. So what you're going to see is your favorite little stores that are on the corner, your favorite little dry like cleaner. Yeah. That spot's going to be empty, and you know who's going to get that? The big national chain because it's already built out for them. It's sure. ripe for uh, the picking. Oh, and you know well, what? Or, Brian, here, do this. Since you think the capitalism is finest, buy everything that you can get from Amazon and get a job from Amazon. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones antibiotics or steroids the goods is truly a cultural melting pot a family restaurant open to all their bar program is amazing saddle up at their long luxurious bar have a nice craft beer or a cocktail like their facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week located on east colfax directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore across from east high school with free parking and a garage in back look them up online thegoodsrestaurant.com I'll see you at the goods. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. All right, just so you know, and I'm going to do Jeff Rourke live, just so you know I, I where I stand, I wish that $20 trillion of fiat currency was never infused into the economy and survival of the fittest and, and go at it rather than putting that big chunk of money into the wrong hands. Um, so just so you know where I'm at. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, a great owned and operated business. Did that take a little bit of wind out of your sails there? You get, you get to Hold go on. first. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Of course I do. Uh, family owned and operated business. Specialty tap installations. You pivot, right? You pivot. But why give bigger businesses more money to have more armor and more bullets in their gun? And, and, and leave the smaller bit. I'm talking about Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. Not that. Sorry about that. Specialty tap installations. He pivoted. $10 per line. He'll clean them out. You He's a hustler. Go. You got to yeah. go. Well, you hustler's going to hustle. Yeah. You got to hustle. Yeah. But don't give his competition that's the big national guy a, 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 you know, a, a leg up. Why do that? Don't keep the man, you know, the man keeping you down. Foman's money. If you're pouring in a fish and beer, what are you doing, you guys? Pouring Pouring your your money money down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain if you have any money. Um, 
Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. <laughs> Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay, uh, the Modern Eater Show continues. Saturday night, you hear us here on K-House 630 from 6 to 8 p.m. But Monday through Friday, we've been uh, doing the work right there. So four, what time do we go? Two to four? Two to four? Two to four now. Two to four p.m. Yeah, I mean, two to four-ish. Two to four-ish. four thirty. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Monday through Friday, the Modern Eater Show continues. I'd say check it out on the Modern Eater Facebook page or YouTube. If you're on our YouTube, please uh, give, give us a thumbs up. We're trying to develop that thing. It'll give you notifications. I created you this, uh, you know, I typed it in and everything. The All right, Modern around Eater the Network. Table. You guys, I think you guys know where I stand. I think that the Main Street got completely boned this first go-around. 350... <laughs> Billion dollars later, looking to put another 250 into the mix. Little Rich Schneider, you were chomping at it. Go at it, man. Yo, thank you, because I've got a lot to unpack here. <laughs> I think what we've seen is basically the ship came in, uh, like the, we used to see the Red Cross ships come in with flour, and we're all standing in line, and we didn't all get flour. And I think we can cry about how we didn't get flour or or start looking forward and say, okay, how can, if this happens again to our industry, how can we make damn sure a bigger ship comes to us in our industry and that we're all, this is organized. And I'm going to circle right back to the Colorado Restaurant Association. Um, Their advocacy, we need as an industry, we are huge. It's just now really people are just understanding the size and scope of our industry. And if we would ever all get together and join to to uh, make our our voices heard, and our truly our impact felt at the state capitol, uh, at the United States capitol, that's when we're going to see things change. And I'm going to tell you that's exactly why I have gotten involved so deeply in the CRA. Is that's what they do. And so many people are like, well, what do they do? What do they really do for us? Well, that's exactly it. We're seeing what happens when we don't advocate, when we don't, and I'm not saying they didn't advocate, but I know we could do a stronger job. I saw this. Let me tell you where I found this out. You know, in a prior life, I was involved in supplements, nutritional supplements, and I got involved with the California State. uh, It's called CPOA, California Peace Officers Association. And they were huge on their advocacy and and their 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 contributions to the uh, governor's race and all, they were like the number one or two donator to political. I'm, but I'm uh, getting I'm getting grossed out, Rich. I'm getting grossed out. I know the game. I know the you keep feeding the beast and giving the you know the money and the presence and the crony capitalism. And if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours and be the big. That's feeding the that, that, that's feeding the the damn beast that's killing us right now. But, and yeah. I know it's the game. But I'm Greg, not, that's capitalism. I'm not, I'm this not is what this pl- country is built right, on, unfortunately. Right. I mean, well, listen, though, but when you're on the government dole and, and it's right there and, and Congress is 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 held by uh, uh, you know a liberal Congress, right, Democratic Congress, that there's got to be a way that there was 
somebody that was going to say, once the government dole happens, what's going to happen when tipped? Like, somebody didn't sit back and say, what's going to happen when tipped employees make more money sitting on the bench collecting unemployment and getting their $1,200 fits? You get your benefits. What's going to make someone want to go back to work and work in the front of the house in a terrifying environment? What's Nobody sat back and said, you know, that might not work out. That, 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 well, I, I would argue that I don't think that the money that they are getting, Greg, is people on really vacation survive. right well, now, Brian. People are relaxing Ooh, God, and you, just you get chilling. People, fired up about here, that well, people are just <laughs> hold, listen. Hold on, real quick. I, Jay Parker here. I, are you I, calling I, in from vacation? Are you calling in from no, vacation? No, I, it's I, starting I, to turn into vacation. Beach. Here's the thing, <laughs> because the prospect of ramping back up and getting back to your life is really happening right now. It's really happening. Where are you at, Jay? Well, Jay, is a, listen, Jay is the service guy. So, yeah. Well, listen, Greg, I'll tell you this much. So I haven't got uh, unemployment. I haven't even filed because I tried 10 times, couldn't get through, then I just got lazy, right? But a dear friend of mine who was working and making a lot of money, four shifts a week, right? Her, She filed for unemployment right away. She's getting her unemployment. But it's not enough. She's not getting enough. She's getting like $300 a week. Jay, she's on right? the beach. What are you talking about? So, so it's like, Sunburnt. I mean, she's getting, free, I mean, air quotes, free money. And, she's, she a at, and she's a tipped Yes, she's, she's a tipped, tipped employee. employee. So well, she's, she's not going to go back to work because she's just going to get that minimum that they pay and no tips if she went back to work. That's all they're covering. It's the average of your last 12 months Whoa. of your salary. With, and if you're claiming your tips like you should be, and let's face it, most people aren't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we're not doing that. And so, but if you had been doing that... You've you've taken all this free money out of the economy by not claiming your tips. Free money. And now you're getting oh punished God. for it. It's all coming back. Three zero three seven one three talk. Three zero yes, three like seven one three eight two five five. I'm telling you, the dust is starting to settle. You guys. Well. And, you're, and, and yeah. listen, you haven't even taken off uh, from the house arrest. You haven't been let to go out and go check out downtown and see who's taking the boards off their windows. And I'll tell you what, these property values are going to plummet. People that are starting to have employees. I, that, I had an it, interesting conversation on, with in, commercial real estate in, guys, so I can a, share that. In a hundred-person office building, when they're finding out that I don't need to pay for that lease right now because it's easier for my folks to stay home at home and I can still get that productivity, you're going to see that that retail space plummet, the office buildings plummet. It's going to even out, and these big corporate people that got this dole payout, which they're just giggling all the way to the bank because they're planning on taking over the world. Main Street got boned. Go ahead, Brian. I, I would say that I do not think that commercial values are going to fall as much as you might think. And the reason being is, is because I think there's still a lot of movement in Colorado. A place like Colorado, listen, we are relatively cheap. If you go out to the coast, looking at commercial real estate here versus San Francisco or New York City, is it's a steal so i think we're insulated in a, in a little bit of that in colorado because there are other industries that haven't michael v hill said uh, just because the stay at home or uh, stay at home order is lifted unemployment will be massive because of job losses and businesses not reopening you are not taking that into consideration. Listen, no, we're not. Those small businesses that had one, two, three employees or contracted employees, that, a whole nother thing, contracted wages and people not being able to get on the government teat for that one. People are being fallen through the cracks, and it's the people with minimum resources. That's the bottom line. If your resources are vast, you're getting paid right now. 
Sure. Well, but I think hey, about I, young uh, Brian Freeman. Get, get Hold on. Think the, of, why are we a service country? Why have we become a nation of just hey, a service before industry? Before we started this segment, I said, I believe that the $2 trillion should have never been infused. Just let everybody figure it out. But at the same time, you're the guy crying to give it to people that probably are going to piss it away. Because of that. Yeah. Because of that. Because of that. Because of the misappropriated funds. No, I'm. You're saying you want to give it to the littlest guy that has no. Yeah, if there's going to be this huge infusion of fiat currency into the economy, I'd rather give it to the guys that will piss it away and have a chance. Because I mean, listen, that if you're going to go out with a bang, at least be poor and have something happy in your life for a little while instead of putting another car in somebody's ten-car garage. Sure. Well, I mean, I will say, though, it was capped at $100,000 on the salary. We got a break. Dang it, I'm so pissed. Oh, he got him at the end. I'm so mad. I'm just mad about this whole thing. And and it's not, I mean, listen, since uh, we can talk about, maybe Little Rich can do that. You know, what, what have we seen out of businesses? Like, the people that went into action right away. You had two weeks, not right away. No, right away, when it hit the fan. No, they just decided to pivot their business oh, okay, okay, and decided yeah. that the government wasn't going to be an option for me. Well, you should have thought that. You should have thought that immediately. Who thought that they were coming through for yeah. them? I mean, the airline that, industry, because that's what that's what our president guy. got on, to, on top of a stage and said, we're going to bail out the airline industry because they're backed with the oil industry. And you have to think about the whole circle. You want to find the truth, follow the money. You guys haven't thought like about this. the fact that we have to take a break, though. Yes, That's yes, important. We I, we'll be right back to Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Ugh, if you're a business owner, I bet hearing me say those dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Fourth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Fourth, we've got you covered. Fourth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Fourth was designed to be the partner you need and will allow you to free up your time and resources to do what you do best, grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. That's 720-436-8047. Rebecca with Fourth. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Hall back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecue essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, 
mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Memories. Usually we're just loaded up here at Studio Kitchen Colorado. Chefs cooking, people of about uh, bounding around the kitchen from distillery to brewery to the spice guy, back to distillery to the brewery. To Cheeto. To Cheeto. Whoever, man. Miss our family and I miss them here. Uh, I don't think anybody quite understands what restarting businesses will look like when we, uh, you know, crack our doorways and and get out into downtown Denver and beyond and Main Street. You're going to take a look around. And you're going to go, what? Oh, my goodness. And then, and then the vultures will be out, Zach Johnson. The vultures will be out going, oh, look at that property. Oh, that's built out nicely. I could add a 34th location to that. Um, oh, come on. What if what if new people come into the game? Well, they are, that's what I would to. say is, is I think there, there could be some attrition that could be much needed and that we're going to bring a lot of new new faces to the game, new ideas, people that are hungry and potentially going to be more competitive. Oh, there'll be people hungry. Yes, yes, there will be. You thought Occupy Wall Street was something. You just wait. You uh, just mark my words, you guys. Mark my words. When we reopen America, wait till you see what it looks like. Hold on. I want to. I want to write it down. When we're done, I, you give me a verbatim thing. I want to just write it down. And I will. That way we compare. Mark my words. I, well, but I, hey, let me ask are, you a question about this. Where do you go with these people that are protesting right now and getting out in these big groups and and saying we need to start it tomorrow? Where do you think that that is that helpful? Is this good or bad? Uh, th- well, that gets into to the whole other game of why this happened in the first place, and did we do a great job, or you know why is why isn't the minimum of, of the hundred thousand deaths the very minimum? Why isn't that being met? Why are we hovering around forty something, forty six? Well, why are we didn't way we just find out that? they're not even reporting all know, the deaths man. in there? You only get reported as dying of coronavirus if you get tested. Okay, and so all these deaths that are happening in the that blows senior, my mind too. It's I mean, like, we're hey, so Zach, we're not did even. Did you hear about the guy who jumped out of an airplane without a uh, parachute. parachute and uh, died of coronavirus? Yep. Yeah. The hospital gets paid so much more money if you die of coronavirus. Why would not everybody be dying of coronavirus right now? Well, but I'm I'm the I'm on the other side, Zach. I don't think that they're I don't think that they're reporting it because I think a lot of people are dying outside of the hospitals. And there's just they're taking them to the bring board. it back in, baby. We well, can't because yeah. that's a whole another show. Let's keep it to small business right now. In the next hour, uh, 7:06 p.m. Tune in. This is actually a fairly good success story of how community wraps their arms around people. I got a call three, four weeks ago uh, when all of the restaurants were closing down their dining rooms. What I'll tell you, 34 days ago, Elin uh, Parker from Sangres Best saying. I'm in food service. Most of my folks, I deal directly with restaurants. And you know what? That's broken, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't pay anybody around me. I owe people money. Um, I got bills to pay, and I've got beef to sell. I said, I'll do a couple of things and put the word out. And they started getting um, creative and pivoting their business. 
right now she'll be right. on the show with us, and I can't wait to give you the update of what she has to say. Look forward to that. Elon Parker will join us at 7.06 here on the Modern Eater Show. But we'll just wrap up this conversation. Who has something that they really want to get in? Rich? Well, uh, you know, we, we start moving the show into uh, looking forward. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, some people got flour and some did off this ship. But, I mean, where? how are we going to reopen? What does that look like? What's going to be the new? I think safety is going to be the new sexy in restaurants. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, Rich, are you going to look around Larimer, Larimer Street when some of your favorite businesses are not going to come back and you see that spot open or, oh, man, I might be able to put a business in. Are you going to look around at other opportunity and kind of um, take advantage of the carnage that's out there? Oh, no, I'm I'm too old to try to do anything. <laughs> I know. People will. I mean, no, you know, Zach, what about I'm, you, you know, Zach? Next to the Spice guy. You I'm got... already taking it. One guy's going out of business in June. I'm taking it. Taking the spot. Yeah. Yeah. But you would have Yeah, done... you're going into the market, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but you have to, right? I was going to take it either way. Right. Now I'm going to take it at a less expensive cost. Do you want to know what else is going to suck? I'm going to be making less money for at least three months, if not six or nine or a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm going to take advantage of the things that I can mm-hmm. because... I'm going to have an attrition to my business naturally that I wasn't expecting. That was never part of my forecast. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I will be taking advantage of every opportunity that I can to put that money back so that I can keep paying the people the above minimum wage and benefits and dental and AFLAC and all this other business. Your business should skyrocket, shouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah, just like everything else. (laughs) All right. We'll continue another hour right here. You're hearing every side of it. If you have a comment, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. We're living it right now. Pay attention. It's happening. Be back on the other side. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Zach Johnson, and Little Rich Schneider. Elon Parker up next from Sangre's Best. Thank you. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. It always takes us about an hour to warm up, right? Yes, we were just talking about that. (laughs) To just get going. The Modern Eater show continues, and I don't know, we've been doing so much broadcasting that... It just all runs into one, but we are so glad you joined us here tonight because we're having a spirited conversation about um, the SBA and the PPP funds just getting uh, siphoned and sucked up and a lot of it allocated to folks, um, in in my estimation, just out of pure laziness. Bankers working with uh, the the crony capitalism theory, uh, how that works out. If anybody thought the feds and... And the government was going to do a great deal with bankers and everybody was going to come out ahead. Main Street, yep, back burner again. Uh, lots of opportunity out there, but it's going to be ones with the uh, great resources, the vast resources and and um, a strong network and a business that probably could have gotten a business loan to begin with. And a lot of people are just laughing right to the bank. Oh, I, well, this is going to get spirited. I, hey, listen, call in right now. Greg, what's the phone number? 303-713-8255, 303-713-8255. Uh, 
talk. If you have a comment, and again, uh, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Zach Johnston, the Spice Guy, all business people here, and Little Rich Schneider, I believe, is still here. But we are going to the VIP line and talking to Elon Parker from Sangre's Best. Welcome to the show, Elon. Hi. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. we are I, I mean, I was going on a tangent about the money going to the wrong places and $350 billion of fiat currency uh, in SBA and PPP loans uh, not making it into the right hands and $2 trillion of what is that? Let's just start the printing presses. Um, a lot of things are broken, and the thing that I care about the most is agriculture. That's mm, what I care cool. about, Elin. I know. Cool. So, Elin, what have you been up to, young lady? Well, it it's been quite a uh, quite a journey here. We, I personally, have been up to uh, the proverbial the duck that's swimming and it looks so smooth, but under the water, its feet are just going like crazy. And that's how I I see myself um, as we. We've actually been one of the few businesses, I think, that's really prospered during this time uh, by the demand for our beef, um, our local grass-fed beef. So it's been a it's been a, a challenge, um, but we have so I'm so proud of everyone on my team because we have delivered um, so much beef to so many people. We have not raised our prices, and we've done you know the customer service with joy. And um, that's what I've been doing. Right. But it hasn't been that way for, let's see, 34 days is when dining rooms shut down and restaurants took a dive, uh, trying to just uh, fight for survival. You're um, mostly food service delivery. And we had a telephone call where you said, Greg, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> My chain is mm. broken. I'd like to get that out there to market. So look, it sounds to me like yep. you've done, you guys have done a great job pivoting to find a new pipeline to get your beef to market. Well, and Greg, can't this help? Elon, Elon, hi, this is Brian from Growers. Um, hi, Brian. Hello, hello. I, and in some ways, I'm, I'm curious is, could this be a blessing in disguise for some businesses because of the fact that, listen, if the grocery store is out of meat, I'm going to get online and I'm going to look for alternative mm, and local and local. So in a way, could this not have been a good shot in the arm? I mean, I, I don't know. Elon, where were you? Where was the business before this? Is mm -hmm. this something that has been better for you? Because we just got a we just got a, a writer right in and saying that the sushi restaurant that they're good friends with was sold out this Friday night because <sighs> of all to go. And so, yeah, listen, what she has to say, she's stepped up her social media. She's paying a gal some money. She's outside of her comfort zone. She's pivoting. Go ahead, Elin, tell him. Oh, yeah. So, so what, what it looked like before about, about when we, when, when I first realized this was going to really impact us in a positive way uh, was March 10th. And I can mark that because one of our great, great customers up in the Boulder area uh he's been in the media a lot his name is craig Tabor with locavore delivery mm -hmm. he ca contacted me that night and <laughs> that was i got a text from him about 9 30 at night we've we've 
I've been selling to him for five or six years, and we have a very good relationship. So Okay, so hang on, Elin. You got that date mixed up because I want to actually just re- – you're talking about April 10th, not March 10th, because that was before the coronavirus shutdown of restaurants. Um, was it March 10th or April 10th? Nine days oh, ago th- or farther? No, no, no. March 10th is when the, we were on the front end of it. It, it was the fair – so that's what I'm trying to tell you is that people were reacting already on March the 10th. Okay, so the 13th was Friday the 13th. You guys, yep. ever, everybody remembers 13th, that day. Yep. So you're I, saying mm-hmm. Tuesday, Tuesday, March 10th, um, lo, so Locavore got a hold of you and said, hurry up, let, let's, uh, let's get this going, buckle up. My yeah. delivery service is going to ramp up here. Yes. He said, I need to place a big order. These, He said, these preppers are whatever. I don't know what it was, but it was, uh, it was, I was like, oh, well, that's good news for me because yeah. we, to, to just tell you, I had gotten caught in with a huge, huge inventory of beef because things just happened at the absolute wrong time. I thought I had all my primal sold to another company there along the front range that ended up not buying those because the skirted heifer was buying all of our um, burger to speak of. I mean, we just had this huge customer. And then anyway, for, for reasons, no fault of their own, just uh, just uh, the way things go, um, we ended up losing that account. We'd had it for five years when they launched and had got to be on diners, drive-ins and dives with them. It was so much fun. And, I still love the, those people very much, but uh, we we ended up with a huge inventory. I'm talking thirty thousand pounds of beef that I did not have a market for, and I found out that the wholesale market, because the big players are playing the big game now, we can't compete with that processing charge. But they, our processing charges are too high to really compete. That said, I had some really valued. Uh, restaurants that I still sell to and I love them and they're so committed and they pay what, what we need to kind of keep us in the game but it's 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 not my focus anymore so I had done a pivot focus to the consumer I said the only way we're going to survive mm-hmm. and get through this is I've got to become the very best place on the planet to for people to do business with to get beef locally um, I have to be that that ranch that just gets it understands their frustrations and blah, blah, blah. So I've done a lot of preparation, like working with Donald Miller's story brand. And then I found the bronze door actually found us. Barn to door is this awesome platform. And we just got that platform set up on March 1st. And I, I we had a pretty sorry website. I mean, it wasn't sorry, but it what didn't work right. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? So we had just gotten place to where we could actually a response to something like this. And my good, good friend, Lacey Richardson or Priestler, she, their party bus was on the skid and they do farm to table dinner. She and her husband and they do weddings and all that's on hold. And I hired her to do my social media and she has blown it up. We had a high the other day. We did $20,000 online. Wow. Congratulations. So uh, yeah. uh, again, so, that's loaded. Greg, where are you going to go? Well, where I'm going with that is here. here's another instance of, where, you know, take government out of the equation. 
of a business person trying to make her her business relevant to the current climate of which she's working in right now. And uh, testament to her, she gathered her resources and got out to the people that they're at. And I think right now you're in a good place right now, aren't you, Elin? Yes, I'm. I'm. I actually can see the end in sight with this mountain of beef that I was. Um, I, you know, I owed my processors, um, I, you know, money to the key suppliers and things, and I'm. I just am loving it. I'm writing ten thousand dollar checks to them every week, and it's the end is in sight. And then after that, after it's all over, the people who understand this is important to eat local and. And so forth. They're, they're going to continue to order, and I'm changing my model so I'll never end up with an inventory that's not pre-sold. So mm. it'll be a, a completely I, different model, and it'll it'll work for the customers. But it'll most importantly work for us, so we can actually make profit, and stay in business, and continue to supply them. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that right now. Um, Elon Parker, Sangre's best, and we know a couple of people. We showed it on the show the other day, and. Uh, Dr. Sarah Metz got a hold of it, and I guess uh, I'm hoping they did. I think they did, but um, some a couple of fire departments, I think, have gotten mm-hmm. your your yep. D. Did they do that? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. Lacey, Lacey is like fielding. She spends all day answering fa- inquiries and and things in Facebook, and I spend all day doing everything else while our packer spends all day packing and so on. Anyway, she told me that some fire departments had gotten a hold of her. So, Oh, man, I love this. That's a success story. Uh, need more of those and, and didn't rely on the government dole at all. It just reached out to no. networks of people and, and uh, started to see, well, what can I do to open up my channels? And you did a great job with that, Elon. I can't wait to follow up with you because we are going to get some folks from the fire department, why not? Let's get their cameras working inside and uh, watch them cook up some of these delicious Colorado burgers from your beef at Sangre's Best. And um, just, you know, look at that hyper-local community. Yes, indeed. That, and we we burned through. I, we're launching another 1,500 pounds of those burgers that are in a little slightly different packaging format that were for the, you know, the restaurant didn't work mm-hmm. out. We're about. I'm just as as you. I was call. You were calling me. I was setting up these items because they're slightly different configuration than. But we burned through 190 cases, 27 pound cases of burgers in about four days. Wow! Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations. Okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get updates. We'll report back. Thank you so well, much, Elin. I appreciate. Yeah, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for reaching out to me and supporting me the way you have. Yeah. Local. I mean, if we don't do it, who else is going to do it? We've already seen right now that your federal government doesn't probably have your best interests in mind. But your community could and should and will. So, Elin, we'll check back Mm -hmm. with you. Thanks so much. Okay. Many thanks. Okay. Yeah, you bet. Um, Guys, this is where the conversation gets weird. Oh, it's it's gonna. We got a break. But, I know we have but, to break, but I want to set it up after the break. This is where the conversation gets weird because, like I said, I think it was before the top of the hour. I wish that this two trillion dollars worth of fiat currency would have. Ne- I wanted to see where how the water finds its own level before any of this. But it's like, okay, we're all gonna die, right? That's what we've been living in. Now it's to the point of where we all need to get back to regular life. Who's got what? Mm-hmm. Soon. 
I don't who's, know if it's who's quite got yet. what. Let's let's figure it out. Okay, we'll come back. The Modern Eater Show continues. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. All right, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, it's time to talk bread. And this is my favorite time of the day because I love bread more than anything on earth. And and more specifically, Aspen Baking Bread. If you go to AspenBaking.com, you're going to find hoagies, baguettes, focaccias, croissants, pound cakes, lobster rolls, coffee cakes, ciabattas, and more. But you're not going to find artificial coloring chemicals or preservatives. Amazon Fresh on Sunday. That's tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, that's yes. right. Aspenbaking.com. Aspen Baking Bread will be available on Amazon Fresh tomorrow, Sunday. So don't miss out. Box lunches, you ask? Yes, they do do box lunches, and they use delicious Rome sausage inside of those box lunches. So if you want to cater your employees, again, you're going to Aspenbaking.com. And if you're on social media, hashtag, how's your Aspen? Back to the show, Aspenbaking.com. Hey, guys. It's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. (laughs) Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. All right, you're right. Just a small business conversation tonight. All the way, the the ripple effect from agriculture to um, business as as its finest as we uh, look forward to in 24 days that May 11th uh, benchmark of reopening. And what will that look like as America why are they? As America reopens the doors, guys, you ready for that? We're ready. We're looking at the stats right now for the coronavirus disease that got live on Google. So we've got 740,000 confirmed cases in America, 66 and change thousand recovered, and almost 40,000 deaths. It's are jumping. The, are mean, the people that di- that are confirmed? Are, what's up with that six hundred or that five hundred and forty thousand people unaccounted for there between confirmed and recovered? Well, and how many people have gotten tested? It, it li- we're all living in bizarro world right now. I wish I could have a conversation about business and economics and just a climate of where we're not getting sharp trends. We're just seeing it as it is. You know, it, we can we can check out a model and there's nothing that's thrown us a curveball. 
we are living in bizarro world. Well, here, right here's now. a weird thing. What if we didn't have the internet? What if this was a hundred years ago? Well, I'm just my, curious is what kind of, how would people have reacted <laughs> to all of a sudden people are dropping dead, not knowing what's going on. And we're, I mean, Brian, we are, you man, talk you, small you, business. Let's talk small. Those are yeah, Jay kind of to... comments. All right. Would you leave those to me, please? <laughs> what if? Yeah. 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 What if I didn't, if I wasn't born, bro, I wouldn't yeah. be going through yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I thank don't know you. where to go from there. I am I, I am seriously struggling with this whole thing because I am somebody who is a, I am the lowest level hustler you could possibly come across. I am somebody that goes out and scraps and claws on a daily basis. I'm going to make it no matter what. I am going to take opportunities and I'm going to seize it. I'm going to find networking and get together with folks and become one as a community. I'll be okay. But I look around and I see advantages and disadvantages and usually I'm the one. But when you take this money and it's just it, it reminds me of like having cash on a freeway and throwing it up in the air and seeing cars stop in the middle of the road. Grab what you get. There's no method or madness of what's going on with money right now. There really isn't. There, there's no rhyme or reason of how it's being allocated or who it's going to or what, what the purpose is. Well, no, is it's or, a first come for serve. No, it's I the knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. We talked about this already, dude. We At the beginning of this whole virus, we talked about uh, Obama election. He'll be assassinated. Everybody said that. Trump election. Oh, I'm moving to Canada. No one moved to Canada. 9-11. America will live in fear forever. People weren't living in fear before March 13th. Mud, really many months after 9-11. The way maybe. this was handled was terrible. Yeah, but you're having the knee-jerk reaction because it just came out, and you're saying, oh, this is so unfair, it's so unfair. That's life, man. How fair has your life well, been to you? I don't know. what. what, what do, you, do you care about money? <laughs> do you care about what $2 trillion going into an economy without an exchange of services or products, what that actually does? What that does when we reopen America and the politically correct will say that you're going to have to wear a mask while you eat in a restaurant? So what if we eminent domain all the land that China owns? <laughs> then you, that's Brian's question. Yeah, but is that not is that an exchange of goods good enough for you then? If America said, hey, this originated here, it was handled poorly, we're going to eminent domain all the land and businesses and stock that China as a country owns like in I America. Like I said, I wish it was a free-for-all right at the beginning. That we just let figure it out where this was. Just push pause. Well, did you hear Mark Cuban said, why don't we just say, take the middleman out of it. Uh, every check that a business writes is good up to 10% of what they spent or what they made last year on paper. And the banks will just hash it out with the government after. No one's ever seen this. No one's ever seen this. That's interesting. Well, but we think about it. Is it fair? And I think so, someone fair asked Fair is me, not a word that should be even used right now. It seriously shouldn't be. Well, but it's, life nothing. is, is you know fair what? as you it should expect it to Here, be. Let me tell you, know you a quick mean? story, and I think this actually really sums up a lot of stuff. So I'm driving to work, right? And this is the beginning coronavirus. There's a uh, homeless person on the side of the road begging for money right by Denver Health. Now he's our producer. Right on the corner. <laughs> no, he's not our <laughs> producer. Close. It's going to be the other way around. He's, he's like, I'm not asking for money today. And he starts laughing. He starts laughing at people in the cars. And he was like, now you are me. We're just like you. And, and in the, it, it's like, if you believe in anything, it's like the world will be left to the meek, right? 
right now it is so uncertain of what money is where your footing is anybody else but the money that that was just distributed through the sba and the ppp it's unbelievable the people that i know that came up empty and their businesses are in jeopardy and there's nothing that they're going to be able to do about it because they're not going to be able to handle it so where do we go from here that's where we need to ask is it really just survival of the fittest? Is it really just pivot and get over it and but shed a tear? But isn't that what life is already? Is is life not already survival of I the fittest? I don't know. I mean, you figure in the United States of America, the best um, uh, the best country in the world, that we would actually have a way to protect ourselves from something that we didn't impose upon ourselves. Hmm. Life's tough enough. We didn't ask for this. It wasn't business shortcomings, but... Um, a lot of people don't deal closely with bankers. A lot of people don't even have insurance. I don't have health insurance. Do you have health insurance? I, I, uh, Jay, I, do I'm you have health insurance? Uh, I, I do not. What if you got busted up today? What would you do? I, I, have, you, I have no idea. I mean, uh, hope? You know, I hope that, I mean, that, I mean he, you know, and here's the thing, and it's funny you because I think about that all the time, you know, and I had health insurance. But you're someone who's controlled your mortgage. You made sure you pay it. This is probably the first time in how long? Well, it's ever that I yeah. haven't been able to pay my mortgage on my own. So I mean, you I look did... at the money that's flowing around, right? Jay, you haven't even asked for it. I haven't asked for any. I'm not going to get any. I'm not bitter. But is it going into the right? Well, I'd like... But in some respects, though, I got to slow you down there because, listen, if we don't ask for it, it's just like anything in life. If you do not ask for the sale, you don't deserve the sale. And so I go, I go to a different place with this because somebody this today said to me There's that a little they, gray area there. But well, but somebody to me said today that they did not ask for any of this because they felt that people were more fortunate, that needed the money more than them. But the bottom line where I go to with the statement that that person makes is that they contribute to our economy. And so you, someone like that, you want to get it in their hands because even though they got laid off right before this, they have the potential to make more jobs and they should have a little help while they get through this. Whereas someone who is not really caring about going out and starting business. Blows my and, mind. And, well, I just, I think. This you, conversation is even something in a first world country that we're even having with any of us. Food insecure folks, single parents right now that. Uh, some are making more money sitting on the bench and just on vacation right now, and others are just terrified that they're going to be, uh, you know, where are they? Is they, that unfair? Yeah. Hey, man, there's been a lot of people that have done that before the coronavirus, living off the government and on a permanent vacation with, you know, and, and I'm not going to get into all that, but you know what I'm talking about. I mean, so that's happened before. Now it, it's, I mean, guy, you know, now you're, you're, you're living off the government, but you might die of the coronavirus, so you might not. But the employers that, and like, I'm just going to be brash about it. The employers that are saying, why not me? Are you also going to bat for your employees that were too late to the party to get unemployment? Or are you just saying, hey, man, that's your deal? Or are you as the employer saying, I got you? Have you ever had unemployment? No. I, have you? No. You said that as like, oh, my God. Like, that's dirty. It's like, have you ever had, uh, you know, I'm a, a street kid, disease? dude. I'm a hustler. Like, I, I would, I would Jay, go. Jay, have you ever had unemployment? 
Technically, I think I did receive one unemployment uh, uh, paycheck in, in you know years ago, in between one job to the next, and I I had a little money saved up, but not enough. And then towards the end, I'm like, holy moly, I actually have to do something here. And I think I received one check. I mean, this is I'm guessing, but I'm almost positive. I received one check, and then I got a job, and uh, I discontinued it or I started it. And, and you know, honestly, like I, it's a mindset. I felt. I felt bad getting that money. And like you told me the other day, you're like, dude, you probably have like 20 grand saved mm-hmm. up because of how old I am versus yeah. how long I've worked well, and how, how much long I've you done retained it. your job. But and yeah. listen, before coronavirus, Jay lost his job because the business uh, dried up. They didn't renew their lease in the location that they were the next day. He's driving Lyft. He's got a job at another restaurant. And then here hits coronavirus. A guy like Jay has never been on the dole. I've never been on a dole either. I've never had food stamps. And so what we're looking at right now is America's been on vacation, literally, for 25 days. So here you want, been you on want me vacation. to here, I want no, your we're question. Take a break. Right, we got to take a break. Okay. America's been on vacation. Yeah, well, listen. Well, some pe- I mean, some, I've got yes. something that I'm, I'm right, really we'll wanting to drop right on you about. right after this Modern Eater right. Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new taproom at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open, and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and taproom. To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited-edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. That's brews, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 67th and Pecos, and now open in Congress Park at Colfax in York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badass. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Hi, this is Lori Mitson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I should my lines. And you're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, up is down, down is up. And if you think there's free money, you've got another thing coming. You know, your $1,200 government dole, what, 2022? You'll pay those taxes. You think you got a break on your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is? No, they're going to bundle it in in the back end, you know? We'll just take that and we'll add it all together. What's two months of your mortgage? Okay, those are the percentage points you're going to pay. I mean, you guys, listen, this is... Zach, where do we go? Where do we go from here? I think you start off by saying 
There's no such thing as free money. Replace the word free with money that's taken out of every single paycheck yeah. that you've ever yeah. gotten. Yeah. And start calling it what it is. It's not yeah. free money that the government's giving us. They've been borrowing it from you forever. But who is winning right now? The people that are winning right now are the ones that are getting less. Po- you know what vig is? Yeah. Vigorish? Yeah. Uh, the people that aren't getting the vig. You know, you don't get the points. If I'm making the bet and I get less points, of course I'm going to take the money. And if I have that influence with my bank and my banker's like, we've got this much to be able to spend towards this product, they're going to take that big chunk towards anybody that they can to get away with it. And those points that are shaved mean a lot, especially for uh, larger businesses, corporations. Let me jump into some restaurants on this, Greg, because I really do got to – I have to come back to the thing that I said I would get frustrated because I would go try a new restaurant. Because you always want to support somebody new. Maybe it's your friend, but I'd go try a new restaurant. And if that restaurant was terrible and didn't really deserve my business, I just took money away from one of my good friends who I would have gone and eaten there over and over and over again. So the thing that I'm, you know, I keep coming back to this. Is this not good at some level? I mean, one of the things that we're looking at is... When we first started this off 20 or 34 days ago, you came in on day two and said... Well, it's a purge. I, maybe, <laughs> no, maybe we have too many restaurants. Yeah. Maybe that's going to show. It's itself. been a conversation in Denver. Yeah. Uh, for a long time. I mean, listen, it, we have a lot of restaurants here. And and listen, I love all my restaurant brethren out there mm-hmm. and sisters, but... Not everybody's doing it great. Not everyone's doing it great. And if you were struggling before this, when we were in such a vibrant time, when every restaurant could get a little piece of the pie, and now we're all of a sudden clearing some of the roads so I go back and support. You know, I'll say this again. Sherry Cree, our good friend, you know, over at Infinite Harvest, she, right now, they are seeing a boom because they're getting into more of the retail side. So people are shifting. I've got kids in my neighborhood that if you're on the game right now, I've got kids that are doing Facebook posts into the neighborhood saying, I will come rake your yard. You don't have to see me when I'm done Venomy, Venomo, Venmo, Venmo yeah. me the money. There is opportunity right now. Yeah. Water that, finds its own level, and so yeah, does money. And, but the two trillion dollars, what do you do with that, man? Well, but I think that we could always lay on our Seriously. back and complain that it's not fair. We didn't get our share. No, no, I'm saying that two trillion dollars was terrible. It was terrible to even try and attempt to do, especially right now because the wrong people got the money. Well, you know how much Denmark gave, right? 1.75 million for just their million little company. Or billion. Billion. Sorry, 1.75 billion. Like but they did doesn't it. Even mean but they did anymore. it different in Denmark. What they did is is they paid 70 percent of everyone's wages yeah. during this time. And so that meant the money still ran through the businesses the same down numbers. to the employee. Same number. Everybody got the right because it flowed through the right channels. I just think we the just... right channels was insurance in this instance. 100% agree. 100% agree. Everyone that's in business that I know said, and I had multiple customers call and say, I can't pay you now, but we're planning on paying you with our business interruption insurance. Should have happened. And it should have happened 100%. Yeah. But who's lobbying harder, the restaurant industry or yeah. the insurance company? And, and so well, is that a loss? 
Well, I, I mean, I think it's a loss in the fact that the restaurant industry, I mean, I, I was going to say this when Rich was on, and, and, I, and this is no disrespect because I do love the CRA and what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I do think that the restaurant industry lobby was caught flat-footed on this one because the reality is, is as, an, as a country, we have shifted in the last 10, 20 years more than we've ever have mm-hmm. to a service economy. And folks, if you don't pull your heads out and figure out that a service economy is going to always be subject to things like this, because we don't manufacture anything, it's we do not come out. 741 in the Mile High City, <laughs> and Brian Freeman came to the show. Boys, fired <laughs> up. And, and you're right, Brian. I mean, you're absolutely right. But right now, it's more, and, and which is interesting because we look at this day 34 out of 57, 24 days to go. We've got more time in the rearview mirror at this point, and we've rushed to get that deal done. We've rushed to make that happen, and we see that uh, we don't even know what it's going to look like on May 11th. When we reopen restaurants. Well, and it might not even be, because here's the reality. Everyone's rushing out right now just because they feel like some numbers have plateaued. And that's the biggest, I mean, it's just like that whole thing of, like, we know in the restaurant business, right when you think when you get caught up to the rush, you're not really getting caught up. I mean, be prepared. It's going to continue to slam you. And I think that that's what, there's my bigger concern is, is because, listen, I think it'll be worse for our economy if we jump out there and we start going out and we're not prudent about it. I like the concept. Well, no, because of, you're going to have $2 trillion of, of fiat currency out there for people that are ready to spend on a $25 martini or a, a Samsung TV or whatever that is just going to be like, I have more money than I haven't that I've had in a long time. I think and that why? balances itself out. Water balances yeah. itself out. I think there's plenty of people that haven't made money. In this yeah. whole time. Put a point at me. Yeah, point at you too. Yeah. And me too. I haven't taken a paycheck since this yeah. started. There's, that's all going to, there's, yeah, there is more money, but there's a lot less in people's pockets. And think about who's going out and spending that money every night. It's the restaurant people. Every shift end, what are you doing? What bar is open next to us? I'm going there. I'm going to buy 600 beers. I'm going to try to kiss the girl <laughs> that just got hired as a hostess. I'm going to. Is Rich still there? I'm still here. Oh, my God. Oh, let him talk about kissing hostess. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Richie, we've said a lot, man. Uh, didn't even know you were still there, man. Go ahead. No, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of listening to all of it and taking it in, and everyone's got valid points. But uh, I guess the one thing I, I would say is that, uh, obviously, the money that got distributed, yeah, there were some bad eggs in there. But I'm betting there's going to be a lot of stories we're going to hear about that it did do what it was intended to do. What does a CRA membership cost for a year, Rich? Ballpark. I think it's uh, uh, three fifty, six hundred bucks, something like that. Do you think if you went back retrospectively and said to every restaurant owner, would you like to pay three hundred and fifty dollars to have a lobbyist that was going to help you through an unforeseen future? attack on your business to have a certain amount of allocated funds uh, yeah to say appropriated yeah do you no think matter what it's an insurance policy and they're lobbying that for would you. actually pay that would actually pay and that's you well, know that's you something know, I, that i think that's the takeaway oh, go ahead that's the takeaway from the show like if more people would believe in the industry that we're in right now and put their money where their mouth is, that we would have a bigging, bigger lobbying voice right now to where the airline industry had that. 
they got their money, and it was allocated and set aside for them, and hands off, you can't touch it. Zero dollars allocated just to the restaurant industry. And that 11 Trust million me, that's employees. That's with banks yeah. and banking and, and those things. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I love the game, but you have to recognize it and develop a long-term strategy to win within that game because I don't think us four guys are going to fix it. Oh, come on. You no. could do it. Well, well Richie could. It's going to be interesting, <laughs> well, you guys. Well, us four and our Jay might. I'm but... telling you. It's hey, man, be speaking of Jay, you referenced three guys. Now Rich is referencing four. Technically, you know, yeah. I'm here, you guys. <laughs> You're always here. You guys, I am telling you, you don't know. No one has gone out to the streets yet and saw. It's like, it, let's take just a pause button and go Friday the 13th of March. Right? Friday the 13th of March. Now, May 11th. If we put the pause button and you were just to wake up and you came out of coma, you wouldn't believe what you're going to see. You won't believe. I'd ask and put me back to sleep. You think that's the apocalypse? <laughs> I don't think you believe what you're about to see. I don't think when you drive down Larimer, it's going to look the same. I think in the coming weeks, you're not going to believe what you're going to see because, quite honestly, I'm I'm hearing you stuff drive down Broadway. Farm you're levels, not going to believe what you see. There's this is you know we haven't jumped into the ag side of this yet, but the reality. Last week, I had one of the biggest organic farms shut all their all their DC down, which is their d- distribution center because 14 employees called in sick and they said, guess what? We're not going to ship anything today. And so, and actually they did that for the end of the week. I think you're going to see more and more of that. You know, they'll when ship we, their business. Well, no, they're going to, we're, they're going to make it back. But I would say, listen, some of the people we didn't even think about in this whole thing was, you know, and, and we're, I'd like to go to break and talk about this when we come well, back. But Dr. the, the concept of dumping all the, all the ag that we dumped and helping people understand why it saves money to actually plow it under versus harvest it, why you have to dump out the milk because the cows aren't going to stop producing milk. Uh, There's a lot of stuff behind this. we got to get to break. That might be for next week, just saying. Because the doc's <laughs> going to come, the doctor has to come on now I and straighten help. all of our I brains out. right now. Okay, Dr. Saramet's next. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. 
you want a custom item, we'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. What do you get when you have two women who love to play with corn? A unique craft distillery, of course. Let me explain. Hi, my name is Alex Tudor. My mom and I own Meridium Spirits, located right here in Colorado. Chances are you've seen our award-winning coop gin and coop vodka on the shelves at many fine local retail locations. Here's our mission. My mom and I believe that family is important, and our business is a reflection of that. When you taste our delicious and locally crafted spirits in a cocktail or by themselves, you'll taste our passion for what we do. Hear our story and watch our progress this year on The Modern Eater. We love to share because everything is more fun with friends. Next time you choose a vodka or gin, consider us, Meridium Spirits. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. I mean, I don't know. We've all been sitting on the bench, right? I mean, call it vacation, call it what you will, call it uh, house arrest. I go to work every day. Call it quarantine. I Listen, man, <laughs> I have been too. And uh, America, you know, just uh, hurry up and wait and see. But if you think that you know what Main Street's going to look like when you drive down it next, and America's o- America's open, if you think you know what it looks like, it's going to be incredibly different. So, know. you know, here we do. We move forward, and we'll, well move forward. Yeah, right, Greg. You can't depressed about that, right? I'm not depressed about it. Okay. It's just going to look different. Dr. Sarah Metz joins us right now. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, it's going to look different, <laughs> Doctor. How you doing? It is going to look different. And you know what? You sound... I've been watching the whole show. Great show to all of you, uh-oh, especially Jay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Love you, Jay. No, no, uh-oh. I, what I want is to redirect the energy because you guys are all angry. And I like how angry you are because I want that to be passion. And if you mix passion with persistence, you get grit. And the grittiest people are the ones who are going to make it through this. It's tough. You, you know, you don't want to even have shows like this. You don't want to talk about it because, you know, well, who no, knows? They're, it, it's frustrating. Well, who knows anything about this? There's no logic or rhyme or reason. No, it's all not. just speculation and conjecture yeah. and all of the things that you say. But all I, I'm just saying Friday the 13th when we left this mm-hmm. world and we all went to shelter in place. And now uh, May 11th when we get back and businesses start to reopen, it's not going to be the same. And people, no, this, is, this is... This is a world to where people with advantages take advantage. And yeah. I am somebody who is a big advocate of small businesses and the under-advantage. And if you don't have a banker, if you barely apply for any kind of loan, I think that there should have been funds allocated. And that's just, I mean, that's just me. You're right. That's just me. That's well, but you're absolutely right. And so it's that passion and that frustration for the system that hopefully – stays long enough and people are persistently passionate about it for long enough to make true changes where you get the people who can advocate more and, and stand up against the airline industry and have a bigger seat at the table. But that requires people to stay angry, become passionate, become persistent and to make those changes. I agree. Well, you know, but that's not the fight I want to fight. The fight I want to fight is somebody like you who is such a sweetheart and sees uh, uh, agricultural and and uh, uh, the beef chain broken 
and Sangrea's best, and you rallied and said, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna turn this on to hyper local to a couple of my fire uh, firemen buddies," and they and they bought it, and we've kept they it did. chain alive, and we did it all here locally. That's and what I love we can that. affect. I, I Isn't that cool? Well, but That's the good can stuff. Can I ask? Hi, doctor. This is Brian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> hello, hello. I want to ask the real question, though. This is a success got? story. So the reality yeah. is, and I, I didn't want to go there with Elin because she's she's such an incredible person. But mm-hmm. the, but the reality that I wanted to bring everyone to and and ask the bigger question is, this might have been the best thing for Sangre's best that ever happened. Right. And so, and because someone's continued to show up and didn't, when all of this happened, say, oh, I'm just going to take, because I have seen all different types in this thing. I have seen many people who were like, I want the vacation and just went home and took a vacation versus some who said, I can't afford a vacation. I'm going to go fight. That's the American spirit. That, that and I think government. either one of those is absolutely okay. And to the point you guys were making earlier is, will this weed out some restaurants? Yeah, it absolutely will. And I say that with no judgment at all for anyone who drops out of the race and says, I don't think this is for me. That's okay. It doesn't have to be for you. And if that makes more room for people who are more in it right now, for in the place in their life that they're in, if they can put more in and make their restaurant, their ranch, their farm better, Go for it. And if others say, I don't have it in me, that's okay. Then go find your passion somewhere else. And that's absolutely, there shouldn't be any judgment to anybody who decides that they aren't going to come back to the table after this. But I think it does show, I think a lot of people will come back stronger for for it. Resiliency. I mean, we've seen it time Mm -hmm. and time again, but the the big wins are just don't depend on anything federally. Don't depend right. on bankers. And, well, and... well, I take it bigger than that. The big win is don't depend on anyone but yourself. Well, I mean, but the you're only as big is, as your community. Well, the, that's well I, I would yes, say your is. community. I, I would agree yeah, with the community yeah. comment because if, if Elon hadn't reached out to Modern Either and right. hadn't reached out to Facebook and hadn't reached out to people, I don't think she would have seen the success. Exactly. If she had only sat and said, I can only rely on myself, so, well, then you're going to be eating a lot of beef for a really long time at your own yeah. damn table. Or you wait know, for the government. Out. Well, 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 right. but but I'll, I'll, let me clarify. My my comment was more of look into yourself. Of I've got to figure out this. Yeah. I've got to figure this out. I've got because to come that's up with what solution. Yeah, I think she did because I think yeah. she looked within and she she was the one who had to say I'm going to reach out as opposed right. to thinking that someone else. And that's just where I meant without. Those are I, the winners I'm seeing right I, now. Well, and I totally agree. We all need community and what it is and what we have talked about for mm-hmm. so long here at the Modern Eater yeah. is really the community that we share and that coming to the Modern Eater is more about a network that you become mm-hmm. a member of. That's your back. And, and it's really, it's a bigger thing because it's a movement mm-hmm. of people but who it's care also, about food. I, I think we're also celebrating vulnerability, and that's something that I've talked a lot about, you know, these weeks that I've been with you guys, is it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay that you're not at 100%. It's okay to say that, and I think the people who are who are able to be vulnerable right now and ask their community for help are really being lifted up and supported for that and respected for that, and so I think that that's a big lesson for folks to learn as well in that reach out and be vulnerable and ask when you need help and people want to help. Dr. Sarah Metz, Code 4 Counseling. Talk about Code 4. We got about a minute. Code 4. Code 4 Counseling has been around for about two and a half years, and it is a 
brainchild of my husband and I. My husband is former retired law enforcement, and my passion is helping emergency responders and medical personnel. So we do counseling and resiliency training, stress training for a lot of the law enforcement and fire agencies, EMS, medical facilities around here. So that's what we do. Oh, it's so good, too. Jay, what, are you thinking we're going to want to do a couple minutes after this? Sure. Oh, you are? Okay, Jay's ready. Do you have a couple minutes after this, doctor? You betcha. All right, we're going to stick around. Go to our Facebook page. We'll continue on. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. <laughs> 